calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and I'm joined by Kara Marley. Hello, with my microphone working, we hope. We Hopefully. hope. We certainly hope. Mm. Uh, and Rich Bearpock, you are back. I'm back. Now, I, before we start this week's podcast, Rich, you've got a bit of an apology to make, I believe. Do I? Yes, you do. Why? Because I would say oh. for most of your life, you've screwed up. <laughs> Bloody hell. I think that's For fair. most of your life. That's I, I think... Probably three weeks ago you did something right, but apart from that, I think you pretty much... Is this the podcast recording? Well, that's part of it. Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, there are multiple things that add up to what I would say a crushing, um, well, a, an abysmal life, really. Okay. I'm very um, glad that someone's called you on this, because I think yeah. it's been a long time coming. It's a nice return, yeah. this. Well, look, I, I'm pleased you had a holiday, because quite frankly, you've come back and you're going to enter a world of shit. <laughs> if this podcast... Doesn't record properly. I am going to break you. I'm so <laughs> worried about this now. That is a promise. I'm so worried. What's going to happen? Or is uh, it, am I going to find well, out? Well, I think for the time, for now, just to make up for the last two weeks, which have been screwed up, yeah. I'm going to come and kick you in the balls. Oh, I don't want to be kicked in the balls. Well, look, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you won't get Let's move your microphone out of the way. Oh, I've got a static Oh, you've got a static shock. That's what you get. Open your legs. It's like he's a right. ninja. Look up. Close your eyes. How am I going to do it? Oh, never oh. screw up the podcast again. I felt quite. I felt that. Oh. I really did. Okay. Right in the baby maker. Right. Okay. okay. So, thanks for that, Alex. All right. Now, so on a serious note, I do apologise for our loyal listeners who've been wanting a good part. Oh, actually, I thought last week's podcast was good because your microphone switched off. Very good. <laughs> yeah. No, I was waiting for that. Uh, I was very much waiting for that. Uh, but so. Are we guaranteed that this is going to be a, in terms of technical quality, not in terms of content <laughs> yeah. quality, a good podcast? Technically, we have three bases covered, so we should be fine. Right. Okay. Well, we hope. Okay. Uh, if that is not the case, and for whatever reason this podcast screws up, I I promise that <laughs> we will do a, a forfeit next week, and okay. it will be up to our listeners to suggest what that forfeit is. Okay, fine. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Did the forfeit for Luke screwing up the, the feedback ever come about, though? Well, no, because I didn't screw it up, ever. 
Really? Twice in Probably. a row. Wow. What was the forfeit? I can't remember. I can't remember. I think it was something to do with chocolate. I suggested chocolate for me, for punishment for me, but I don't know if that was the same for you. Mm. What, eating chocolate? Yeah, just because I like it. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's how forfeits work, yeah. Well, let's yeah. move on to this week's podcast. Of course, we're going to talk about the, the news. Uh, we're also going to talk about the game that we're most excited about in 2014, because mm. uh, I know it's only near the end of September, but we've only got really kind of two big months of games left before Christmas. Yes. Because nothing comes out in December, really. And everything's in November now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about the games that are out this week. There's only a couple, but they're interesting. But first, so you've been away. You've been on Holly Bobs. Yeah, I've been on my Holly Bobs with what my girlfriend. We went to Greece. So first holiday away. Yeah. Hashtag it's very brag. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. I loved <laughs> yeah. it. Still, still together? Still together. That's and nice. not burnt either, which is surprising. Because so you went my... to Scotland? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you <laughs> went to a very random. hot country. You know, it was one of those things where you step off the plane and you can't really breathe very well. Right. You have to get used to it for, over the course of a High week. High altitude. So, so you did say, and I, I think unfortunately both Luke and I are, are fortunate in that we don't sort of burn very no. easily. Yeah. You're at the opposite end of the scale. Oh, very much so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you The pigmentation your... in my skin cannot take the sun. Right. So you covered yourself in basically goose fat. Yeah. I had and stayed I, stayed out of the sun. I had a big bottle of Factor 50 and I sat in the shade. <laughs> Woo! That sounds like holiday. <laughs> what a time but to be alive. Great. It was amazing. So. I had a bottle of Jack Daniels in one hand, a bottle of Factor 50 in the other, <laughs> yeah. and screw it. That's what you need for a holiday. Yeah. It yeah. Sounds great. But it was good. I mean, it was a, we went to an all-inclusive place and it was as much as you can eat, as much as you can drink, just amazing all inclusive is really the way forward I've been on a few all inclusive yeah. holidays and you never regret well you regret it when you get home and you're like yes, but I'm fat and bloated but, to be fair well. the definition of a Prince Kamali and all inclusive is like butlers and shit like <laughs> well, that yeah. right? my day to day life is all inclusive <laughs> yeah. you know, it's kind of did you play any games on holiday yeah, not we, those kind of games no. <laughs> oh then no then, uh, we played a lot of card games actually yeah. all right. we learned some card games for two because we didn't want to socialise with any other people Good. in the hotel like snap no, we played Go Fish. There's a game called Gops, which is great. It's a really good game. Gops? Yeah, you have to kind of... It's like a psychological battle between suits. And uh, what else did we play? And yeah, so it's Gops and Go Fish. So while you've one. been playing Gops and Go Fish, yeah. obviously Luke and I have been playing a lot of Destiny. Yeah, a yeah. horrible amount. Mm. Mm. I don't know where I'd rather sit <laughs> in that camp. Didn't have that privilege no. uh, without well, any internet access. Why did, oh, that's true. So. Well, Bear Park's looking to start Destiny if any of you want to help them out. Yeah. What are you going to play as? Um, I don't know. What do you need me to play as? Well, so this is the thing. We had a big... So I've retrained as a Titan, yeah. and now I'm badass. I I'm, basically... I'm the best person at punching people in the face, full stop. Okay. I threw a hissy fit and refused to re-roll, and of so course. was like, I'm going to stay a hunter. And so Alex... Because Alex, Cooper, and I were all hunters. And so Cooper's now a warlock. Alex is a Titan. So essentially, you're superfluous to our needs anyway, so do whatever you want to do. You're not going to be used. All right. Surely, Sounds as a good. fan of magic, you should be a warlock. Uh, yeah, all right. I'll go for that. I'll, I will sign up as a warlock this weekend. Very good. And what level do you think you'll be at by the beginning of next week? Because quite, if you're anything lower than ten, you're dead to me. Okay. <laughs> um, eleven. Perfect. Right. Okay. <laughs> I will hold you to that. Okay. Well, that's, and if um, you don't reach level eleven by today. Monday next week, another forfeit is coming oh, your way. No. <laughs> good God. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to now. Forgive me if I've got your name wrong, but a guy came up to me on Oxford Street uh, this week uh, and said, are you Alex? Of course I am. Uh, and he was listening to last week's podcast. And that's amazing. So that's I think, cool. think your name was Babs. If it's not, I'm really, really sorry. But, My voice uh, in the cave. I, I still find it weird when people 
well, it's only happened a couple of times when people kind of come up to me in the street because normally they want money. But he didn't want money. He just wanted to say hello, which is nice, right? So he didn't ask for any money? No. That's no. good. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. It's always nice when people kind of, you know, give us a shout. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's cool. Anyway, let's move on to the news. And obviously news. it wouldn't be another week unless there was more leaked Star Wars pictures. Uh, this week there were pics of... Uh, so it's shooting on location in mm. Ingerland in the countryside. Mm-hmm. And it looked like there is... I don't know, it's a rebel base. Have you seen the pictures, Rich? You've been away, so maybe No, I haven't, haven't seen them. So yeah, they're kind of like half built and then they're kind of half wrapped in green screen, right? Like Yeah. Mm, um, okay. So it looks like it's shot on a disused uh, I don't know, army base or something like that. And you've got this kind of road running down the middle mm. uh, and then a circular... Um, patch of tarmac at the end which is where the Millennium Falcon is parked and it's a big kind of um, uh, what the I can't even it's a hangar right yeah but what the metal thing's called the metal pipes my brain's gone men- turrets uh, no that go on the side of houses Scaffolding. Scaffolding. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so it's about a quarter built and the rest is scaffolding. And obviously, they're going to CG in it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the rest as it goes along. And then in the little hangars, as you go further down, you've got like what looks like um, X-Wing fighters or maybe T-16s or... Yeah, it just feels like it's a proper Star Wars yeah, film. There's lots of X-Wings. It, lo- it looks really, really cool. And yeah. coupled with some news we had today about the fact there's going to be lots of stormtroopers and stuff. I know a lot of people have kind of been speculating. Which it wouldn't be a Star Wars film if it didn't. But this is the thing. A lot Re- of people have been speculating. So the point, real stormtroopers, I think, is the point you're trying <clears throat> yeah, to make. real stormtroopers. Because the point that a lot of people have kind of been making is, oh, you know, in the, well, it was the expanded universe, but now it's the Legends universe. Um, there's a lot of focus more on the Sith and the Jedi and, you know, the resurgence mm. of the Jedi. Um, this very much seems then it means that the new Star Wars films are actually going to be taking place, you know, just because Emperor Palpatine's gone doesn't mean that start, yeah. you know, that the Empire's completely disbanded. You know, they're still there. The Sith might not be necessarily so in control, but yeah. but the Imperials are still knocking about, which I think is quite quite exciting. I am trying to keep my excitement. Yeah, yeah. you have to keep it down. It's hard because I get really excited. I mean, I I was saying so. I'm now reading the novels. I don't know how I really got into them. That kind of just happened. I was looking for something to read. No, see, I love Star Wars, but I've never read a Star Wars novel. I just don't, I can't bring myself to do it. So I thought it was possibly too nerdy for me to do. And then I did it and I was like, yeah, no, I'm right. This is too nerdy. But some of them are, they have some really, really good um, writers who they kind of recycle to do all different ones. And a lot sure. of them mm. have also written the stories for Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's kind of quite, quite a good team. Um, and I've now read about, I'd say, six. Okay. And so they kind of span. There's some around the events of the films, um, like the the new films um, and the old films. And then there's some around the Old Republic. And the Old Republic ones I like more. But um, there's one that's about called Darth Plagueis, which is about, he's mentioned briefly as kind of a throwaway character in episode three. As, um, is he? Yeah, he's, okay. he's like, um, di- and, um, and it's just, and there's just so many nice little tie-ins. So, um, Palpatine, when he's talking to Anakin at the opera, is like, oh, yeah. did you ever hear the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Um, you know, he's so powerful that he could stop people from dying. And um, Darth Plagueis was actually hit, and then he says, oh, his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic that he couldn't stop himself from dying. And um, Plagueis is actually Palpatine's master who taught right. him. And um, 
there's just so many there's so many nice touches like throughout the novel um, he refers to him as Darth Plagueis the, the wise but with absolute sincerity and then when he says that in the film you're like oh he's spitting it out there mocking him that he couldn't save himself it just kind of adds extra layers and Christ knows that film kind of needs it but it's, um, it's really good anyway so a reason to read a Star Wars novel yeah I would so say what's that, what's that book called that one's called Darth Plagueis and it's, um, it's good because you <laughs> yeah. don't really need to know any more than the films but um, yeah yeah, I, I don't know. They're well written and, um, you know, it's a nice introduction. And I, it is really nerdy, but, you know, hey, you're listening to this. So this isn't Fair kind enough. of fan fiction stuff. This is... No, this is all sanctioned. So the thing I don't is... think you want to touch fan fiction. Yeah, yeah you know, so all you delved kinds into of... that yet. Different, well, uh, maybe, but it's all to do with different kinds of lightsabers. Um, okay. But it, yeah. the, the whole thing as well is, so it was all kind of... Ooh, hello. Ooh, it's all, it was all kind that's of... That's the force. That's the force <laughs> that I've just done. It was all canon. And then they, um, when Lucas um, sold it to Disney, yeah. they were like, none of that counts. And we're right. going to rewrite it. So it's unclear what does and doesn't count, which now it's legends okay yeah there you go so with the pictures what does it reveal in terms of what what we're going to see a millennium falcon millennium falcon x-wings x-wings but to be fair i'm quite happy with that yeah i want to see all of that stuff yeah but more importantly it just i think it just shows that there is a lot of physicality to the film exactly and that's what as i think so many films lack these days Mm. Um, is, you know stuff, stuff right? exactly yeah. yeah and that's important I like the fact that you know there are aliens that are puppets yeah and yeah perhaps look a little bit shit yeah. yeah I don't mind that but at least you know there is interaction between the kind of two characters and stuff like that so because you know most of the stormtroopers in um, episodes two and three and stuff they were all uh, CG Hmm. And so at least this what you know apparently they've the claims, enlisted yeah. loads of extras now yeah like loads so Imagine that. I, I would quite happily be an extra. I don't want to get paid, but I'd love to keep the Stormtrooper outfit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That mo- at the moment of the guy, <laughs> when would you wear it? It's just, just uh, like... Sexy time. Uh, sexy, <laughs> sexy time with the wife. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's what you want, right? <laughs> no? These are not some the strange droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it's a move along. Time. So move we're along. Move- <laughs> oh, God, yeah. No, we will move along to um, the fact that... So the other news this week... Blizzard has cancelled Project Titan. Now, you don't know much about Project well, Titan. Well, I was going to say, I'd never heard of it before. And I'm assuming you don't know much about it. All Project I know Titan. is it's been seven years. It has been seven years. Seven long years. It's been years. dead for seven years. Um, so, Project Titan was... So, firstly, should I have heard of it? So, Project Titan was never officially announced. It was never really acknowledged as being a thing. Alongside World of Warcraft, right. it was known that Blizzard... or First of all, it was rumoured, and then... Blizzard gradually started being like, okay, we have something in the works. And they were basically working on another MMO alongside Project Titan. So it never actually saw the light of day? No, it, and okay. Project Titan obviously is a code name. No assets, no details, no pricing structure, nothing. Right. But it was known that they were working on another MMO. And then the tail end of last year, basically, they, because we hadn't heard anything about it for a long time, Blizzard kind of held their hands up and were like, look, okay, it's gone back to the drawing board. It wasn't working. And the speculation about that was because it was designed from the ground up to be, like World of Warcraft, a sub-model MMO. So you pay a subscription fee. Obviously, the sub-model kind of isn't necessarily as reliable as it used to be. I'm switching off. Hurry up. Okay, so basically, they they tried to reboot it as a free-to-play thing. But what okay. they've now said is they couldn't find the fun, so right. they've just... But they've why would you want to release another MMO when you've already got Warcraft? Well, this is the thing. Seven years ago, when Warcraft was doing so well, it kind of makes sense, right? You know, they think but they've why? nailed it. Because... But you've, you've already, like... To me, that is diluting something you've already got. You're mm. taking players away... Uh, from a universe that people are already invested in. 
but you don't really know because the, it's possible they could have done a joint pricing scheme that's slightly more and then you have them in two and it was meant to be completely different thematically so I don't know sci-fi so, so I get that but at the same time those games you get the most of uh, out of by putting the most in yeah mm. and you're not going to split your time across two different things no I think I. this is the thing because we never knew what it was it's really really difficult to comment on but mm. you know they had the it's never stopped me before to be <laughs> exactly it's never stopped me try <laughs> they always had um, you know strategy games they've always had that with Starcraft and yep. the old Warcraft um, and now I think what's probably happened is with the resurgence of other things they did Hearthstone which was wildly successful when they they never really devoted that many resources mm-hmm. to it. I think that surprised them. And similarly, Heroes of the Storm, yeah. which has the potential now to kind of corner the, or at least make, get them a foothold in the MOBA market, which they never used to have. I think they kind of realised, you know what, let's cut our losses on this one. I think it's far better to have successes in different genres mm. than to try and throw your eggs all into one basket. Well, because it, it, I mean, we don't know what it was at all, but recently, for the first time, about... Maybe six months ago, I think they did an interview with someone and they said, you know, World of Warcraft 2 is something we've considered. And there's no, there's never really been any suggestion that Titan was World of Warcraft 2. No. But it's just to do with the fact that if they have considered World of Warcraft 2, there's no need for World of Warcraft 2 and Titan, you know? And, you know, obviously what World of Warcraft is now is very different from what World of Warcraft was whenever it launched. Completely. Right? And Wildstar is very similar to what World of Warcraft was when it launched. And it's now kind of struggling a little bit. Right. Mm. So, you know, the, the market changes what the audience wants. And yeah. we have a lot less time as gamers, I think. I, it's You know, I've said it countless times before. Like FIFA is a really good example. Mm. FIFA is out this week. I don't really feel the need that FIFA should be 2014, 2015, 2016. It should just be this ongoing thing that you subscribe to if you like that franchise and it evolves over time. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's got to be the next iteration, hasn't it? Then again, it's the biggest selling sports game of all time. It makes EA an absolute ton of cash. Mm. So why upset the Apple cart? So, oh, well, yeah. I don't know, but would you work that into EA Access? and then? But then again, it's not going to be on PlayStation, right? It, you know, if the yeah. subscription fee was the same as buying a box copy, which I think is, you know, if you're paying 40 quid yeah. and you get that game for a year, mm. that's pretty reasonable. I mean, a lot of people, that, that's the only game yeah. people play, isn't yeah. it, a lot of the time. And subs copies, well, what, how much is Warcraft sub a month? Um, so they're about actually to raise it in the UK, but if you buy it on a monthly basis, it's about eight. And then if you buy it, you lock yourself in for six months, it's like, Six ninety hmm. or something a month. Yes, but that's a lot more expensive than forty quid a year. Is my point? Mm, yeah, for, no, FIFA, completely. for I mean, example. I mean, that's the thing because the the thing with MMOs, you know, you play them and they kind of tend to be your main game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you do, it's not such a big cost because, mm. like, when I used to play them, I then didn't used to buy games, <clears throat> so I'd actually spend you know six quid a month. Yeah, for a game, and, and you don't really see that going out because it's. Six quid a month rather than yeah, yeah. 50 exactly. quid. Yeah. And when you think One about hat. it, I've bought three coffees this week. I've already spent more than six. Money hat. Um, <laughs> what enjoyment did you have with those coffees? Very transient. I won't lie. Mm. Yeah. So big. did you go for the same brand or did you go for different coffees? Um, I went, well, we, if we say what we want, I went for Eat and I went for Pret. So which one did you go for two of the same? I went for two of Pret and one of Eat. Uh, so lattes, cappuccinos, lattes. This is the hard hitting shit right here. Yeah, right? no, I go for I go for lattes. You should go for a latte across the board. Yes. Okay. With two sugars. Two, two sugars. sugars. One mm. shot. Two shots. Single shot because two makes me a little bit overexcited. And do you prefer eat or pret? I think I prefer pret. Wrong. Really? Yeah. It so depends on where I walk. Whether I walk from Embankment or Piccadilly. Yeah, but it's not about the convenience of the shop. It's about the coffee and the flavour. Oh, I don't so really care. I just. 
Don't Pre- up so much Pret's the coffee sugar is too bitter. It's a, it's bitter and it's a little bit peppery. Not digging that. Peppery. I like a Nero. Do that's you? Because it's free on a Monday. That's why. Free on a Tuesday. Oh, o2 Tuesdays. priority. There you go. Free Bear Park. There Hook you, you up with that. <laughs> so yeah. um, talking of talking of cheapskates and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's your turn next. This is, is this why I got this story? Because it's, it's a not, bit cheaper it, than the others. But it does. Sure fit it's very just a well. so, um, Xbox One's now cheaper than PS4. Yeah. By 20 quid. In the UK, yeah. In the UK. So it's been brought down to £329.99, making it cheaper than the PS4, which is good. Um, It's the third price cut that we've seen uh, for it in 10 months. It launched at £429.99, and then it got reduced to £349.99. Minus the Kinect. Mm. Yeah, so that's the thing. So you don't get uh, Kinect or any games with it, but there has been a listing on Amazon where you can get the white Xbox One and Sunset Overdrive for £329. That is a good deal. Which is a really deal. good deal. That's a yeah. very good deal. Yeah. But so, again, no connect, but... Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah. You honestly don't need it. No. So, you've both got PS4s? Yep. Yes. No Xboxes? No Xbox. Would that be enough to tempt you? No. Oh. For me, it depends. So <laughs> in terms of because it's not free, it's not an O2 priority. <laughs> yeah. right. Give the, me a free one, I'll have it. The way, wow. really, really, that's very generous of you. Yeah. Um, the way it kind of works for me is that, uh, in the same way with the Wii U, I need exclusives that interest me. So with the PS4, um, I like Little Big Planet. I like yep. the Order, um, and I don't know. Scalebound interests me by Platinum. That's coming to Xbox One next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly, Smash Bros. and Zelda really interest me for yep. Wii U. But I've invested in one console, so it's now kind of like the weight of those exclusives kind of have to outbalance the fact that there's so many so titles. are you interested in, so Sunset Overdrive, not... So I've played Sunset a couple of times, and I think it's a really, really fun game, and I yeah. really enjoy it. But I've, it's coming out at a really busy time. And there's so many other games that I'm well, going to... we're going to talk about later yeah, in the yeah, podcast. Yeah, so we, we yeah. will come to that. But yeah. like, there's so many other games, I just don't think it's enough. Because, you know, I'll buy that. And I know I'll spend most of my time playing the games that I still have racked yeah. up on my PlayStation 4. So mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't make sense for me. Yeah. Um, I think um, of all the probably Xbox games coming out between now and Christmas, um, Forza Horizon mm. 2 is the one I'm looking forward to most. Yeah. Because um, I haven't played Sunset yet. I yeah. haven't played it at Gamescom. I haven't played it at E3. I think it's interesting, but I think it's a tall order to ask people to commit and go and buy a brand new console for an IP that... Is not as obvious as you know some of the other games coming out. So my issue with it, so I've played it uh, twice now. Yeah. And when I started playing it, it's one of these games that you play it for the first time, and I, I played through a level, and I was like, oh, I don't really get this. And then at the end of the day, I, I went back and I was like, you know what, I need to give it another go. And I did give it another go. And once you know how to play it, and it just all starts flowing, yeah. it's very natural. But I think there is a bit of a kind of you need to ease yourself into mm. it. Yeah. Um, but I, like, but Forza, um, there was a new trailer. Mm. Uh, well, it may have been around for a little while, actually. But it just sums up that game perfectly. Is that It's kind of, you know, my racing game kind of standard is Need for Speed. Yeah. Not because it's perhaps the best racing game out there, but it's just because it's fun. Mm. And that's what Forza encapsulates. Like, not motorsport. Motorsport is obviously a lot more serious. Mm-hmm. But Horizon 2 just looks just a lot of fun, and it looks gorgeous. So I'm well up for that. So, I mean, the big thing with this is Destiny saw a spike. So Destiny had this exclusive marketing deal with Sony, right? Where they could only yes. kind of talk about, where only yeah. Sony could market it. Now, mm. Xbox has a similar deal with FIFA. Yep. And well, also, Legends is exclusive to Xbox. Yes. And yep. also with Advanced Warfare, Call of Duty. So 
though you know i think it it will benefit from those neither of those are really my kind of game so mm. that doesn't really lure me in but similarly when destiny came out uh i mean we got percentages without numbers and obviously that doesn't really mean a lot but playstation 4 figures spiked 300 percent. so you can assume that xbox one especially with this and the imminent release of these two games yep. could be about to do very very well yeah. but there's also the fact that even with that Destiny release week, PlayStation 4 consoles were outselling Xbox Ones, mm. two to one. Yeah. So PlayStation still has very much the lead. And my thing is, at this stage, all my friends have PlayStation 4s. Yeah. Saving 20 quid is not going to be enough to make me want yeah, to buy Yeah, of course, because you're always going to go with your friends. This is the thing, you? I'm not going... But, and now but, that PlayStation has that early lead and early bed, I don't know if I would... I would never necessarily be like, but I'm going to save 20 quid and not play with there you. There are an awful lot of people out there who don't have next-gen consoles And yet. who will get it for FIFA. And whose friends don't have those as mm. well. So I just, yeah, I agree that obviously PlayStation's got the early lead, but it is early days. And and though COD and FIFA are the big franchises. Yeah. And, and you know what? It worked for Nintendo in terms of, you know, sucking up that kind of more mainstream audience. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I just think, you know, you cannot write them off just yet. And I, I actually like the fact that you can pick up the white console, which I quite yeah. fancy a bit of a change. There's so much Looks darkness nice. under my television. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about my consoles. <laughs> I, I keep my corpses there. Yes, yeah. good. Yeah. Well, Cooper and I had to talk each other out of, we talked each other into buying the white PS4s and we were like, why are we doing this? This is stupid. We already have PS4s. Yeah, it does it, look nice though, but it's just the white controller's a bit... And it, the thing is, it doesn't go with anything in no. my living room and I'm like, I don't care, I want it. It's yeah. pretty. Yeah, I don't have, well, you've not got white TV. Yeah. Silver? Yeah. I don't know why I'm looking at you. I don't know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Um, okay, so the final bit of news that we have this week is Assassin's Creed related. So that, uh, this week Ubisoft announced that season pass for Assassin's Creed Unity, yeah. which was fairly exciting in and of itself. But, and this was the interesting part, they also announced alongside there's some DLC that you get that takes place after the game. You also get some standard weapon packs and bonus missions that are threaded throughout the game. Great, great, great. But you also get something called Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. And that is a standalone 2.5D, so a side-scroller in essence, a game set in China featuring an assassin that we have met before called Xiao Zhen, I think she is called. Yeah, Xiao Zhen. So where was she from? She's in a cutscene of something. I I didn't quite understand. She's she's basically... You didn't quite understand or you didn't quite research? (laughs) I know, pick whichever one suits you best. Um, Basically, it's in the... um, she makes an appearance and she you play as her it's in 16th century china and people are speculating what does this mean does this mean that you know maybe we may see a game in china because there's long been mutterings about japan and china and you know and these and so looks interesting what's interesting is that they have said you'll get it as a season pass holder so they haven't actually said oh yeah and then it'll be available later on i'm sure it will be Mm. i'd be amazed if not um but it doesn't really seem to tie into the story in any way shape or form I, don't know, I, quite, I quite like the idea of you know that's it's, it's kind of like the um, the Valve mentality and that you know experimenting with Portal and all that kind mm. of stuff before including elements of that like the gravity gun in in their main games. I love that kind of idea of you know it's it's the same with Croup um, and I saw some test footage for uh, Big Hero Six last week, yes. and there was the new Pixar short before that called oh sorry Disney short called Feast, mm. and it was just experimenting with different animation styles, and I love that kind of stuff. Cool. Mm. Is you know see how well it does, and if it's great, you know look at what, how they can use it further down the line. Mm. But if not, 
I mean, it's interesting because Ubisoft seems to be really, really pushing this kind of thing now. You know, they did Pirates last year, like the um, the app, which they made free. Um, they're kind of trying to, rather than straddling both gens, they're making two separate games, one yep. for current, one for, you know, they are really pushing the envelope yeah. um, just to see what works and what doesn't. And I think that's quite interesting. It does look like a very nice game. The graphics aren't top notch, but similarly as a setting and, you know, if, if they can get you to a stage where this is a character you or interested in yeah you know because still the stories do tie into um the stories of the first trilogy you know the ones in unity yeah and rogue because um what with the, is it going to get to a point where it's so complicated though that it's like I have you no need a break i think i think they really need a break mm. um it's not going to happen no well i mean the, there's I still think. loads of speculation about the latest thing to come out this week is that rogue is coming to pc um right. which is not confirmed it's a rumor but um like some listings have been spotted and, you know, at that stage, what's, people have been speculating for ages that Rogue, which is the PS3 and Xbox 360 yep, yep, is going yep. to come to PS4 and Xbox One. Again, I'm sure it will. Yeah. And in which case then, so you are now having biannual Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. You know, and at some stage that wears very thin, especially because I don't think any of the protagonists really have that much personality that you no, might but to. I guess the thing there is, um, you know, if you've invested in a new console, you'll go for the full fat experience with unity if you are like properly into assassin's creed then i actually quite like the idea that if you want to you can go and buy an hd remake i'm not we don't know that they're doing this Mm. but you know it's this i think we've spoken about before is that my old consoles my xbox and my ps3 have been relegated to my tv upstairs Mm. and so i literally don't play them anymore Mm. i use them as dvd players and like netflix yeah (laughs) whereas you know, if if I could access all of my old games and they look slightly better mm. on my PS4 or my Xbox One, I'd be up for that. Yeah. So, but again, it's about choice and giving consumers the choice, which yeah. I think is a good thing. Anyway, uh, so here we are coming up to the end of September. So only a couple of months really left before the end of uh, 2014 in terms of, you know, new games that are coming out. Uh, so we want to kind of talk about what the games that we're most looking forward to before the end of 2014, because obviously mm. so many huge games have been pushed back yeah. into next year. And obviously Bloodborne has just been announced that it's coming out at the beginning of February. Um, but I still think it's going to be a strong uh, Christmas lineup. There's quite a lot coming. So Luke, if you had to pick one game coming up between now and Christmas, what would you pick? What are you going to be playing over Christmas? So over Christmas itself, this is kind of a little bit of a cheaty answer, but I would say that uh, Destiny's DLC, the first one, the expansion. Right. So I'm excited you about... You still think you'll be invested in Destiny by then? Well, this is the thing. I think it will bring me back because I we know what they're doing event-wise till the end of September. And beyond that, they've kind of hinted at it. But I'm really interested to see how much content you get. So the season pass for two expansions is 30 quid. Right. That's meant to save you money. So you can assume that we're probably looking at 20 quid for a DLC. Yeah. You want a hell of a lot of content. It's going to have to be a beast. Like, you want a hell of a lot. And that is going to be make or break. What do you think it'll be? A, a, a new planet? So I think we're we're going to see new story missions. We're yeah. going to see a new planet. Um, see, they've kind of gotten around the subscription fee by regular expansion packs that yeah. cost you... So, you know, that's four months, which yeah. is about five quid a month, which is what you do... In Warcraft, but right, there's still know? that thing that Rich was saying is you've got that lump of mm. 20 quid and I'm not sure people are ready for that I think it so so that's partly why I'm interested to see yeah. because as I say there's two that they've announced that one I forget the name of it something below and then the other one is um, the House of Wolves that's going to be make or break so I'm interested that that's probably something that's got a lot of my attention other than that um, Dragon Age Inquisition which is okay. I believe November now Yeah. Um, so I played the first Dragon Age well I played um, yeah, Dragon Age 1 loved it 
Dragon Age 2 really lost me, and from everything I've seen of Dragon Age 3, um, well, Inquisition, it looks very, very similar to the first one. Um, so I'm quite keen to give that a go. Yeah. Um, and similarly, it's been a while since I've had um, a story-driven game. Um, you know, yeah. like, as I say, we've been playing Destiny. Mm. There is a story in Destiny, but it's very much, you know, what you make it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think those are probably my two big ones. But I'm interested in other ones. You know, I'm not a big shooter fan, so Battlefield and COD don't really... Well, Battlefield's next year. Oh, is it? Oh, is that being put... Hardline oh, is yeah, next year, now. Battlefield's gone. Um, COD yeah. doesn't really reach out to me. Um, I can't, I'm kind of over Assassin's. Right. Like, I, I've i said this before, but Assassin's Creed Black Flag was um, one of my most favourite, actually, launch titles that I played on the PS4. I yeah. just after, th- after the letdown of 3, I thought it was great. So I'm excited. In a way, I'm excited. But, the but thing surely is, that should set you up for But for I like, I did like the sailing aspect of it because I didn't like that in 3, and I thought they did it really well. The fact they've taken it away in 5 gets me down a bit. And the co-op, I don't like co-op where I can't speak to people. Right. And so the thing is, I like Destiny because at the moment I'm only really playing with friends or people like yeah. I've, I've said to podcast listeners. You definitely not talk to... I haven't played the co-op. Creeper's played the co-op. You, you can, but it's not local co-op. It's, it's internet co-op. Um, so? But that's... I would say that's most co-op these days, right? I know. It's just... For me, I, there's so many people playing Destiny at the moment and yeah. stuff. I don't know. It's not too much of a struggle. And maybe by the time... See, I like the fact it. with Destiny, I don't have to talk to anybody <laughs> else. There's just a mutual respect. It's that there's a bad guy over there. Yeah. Let's go and kill him together. You see, don't... And I haven't done any of the high-level strikes, strikes or raids or anything like see, that where it's communication weird for me is Because kids. I obviously used to play Warcraft and the way it used to be is they never had a dungeon finder. They never had matchmakers or anything like that. You had to recruit people, yeah. bring them in, tell them the tactics and all of this and do it. And it was a ball ache, but it made you get to know people. Of course, and then, yeah, yeah. And then you build relationships with those people and then right. you can carry them in later. And then Warcraft had a dungeon finder and you'd have you'd match up with someone, finish a dungeon and not speak to them during or after. And that's kind of... <laughs> and it's a... It's a <laughs> Sounds like some of my sexual encounters. <laughs> and then, um, you know, you just kind of do that. I don't know, that aspect is there in Destiny, but I always make a point not to go for it, and I just worry in, in Assassin's. Cause that's but, so you USP. play Destiny with friends? People Actually, I play a lot with people who I met playing Warcraft years but, ago. But over the internet? Yes. So how's that different from Assassin's Creed? Oh, so I, I speak to them. I, I'm just saying that I don't necessarily know if I would want to speak to, because it has such a big player base and stuff. Yeah, but you'd still play with your friends, surely. Yeah, you can still assign groups, can't you? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, not that many people, not that many of my friends seem to be that. I, I, the setting, to be fair, the you've, you've completely brushed off with des- uh, brushed off off with, with <laughs> Destiny. It's like I'm going to go and play with my World of Warcraft. I mates. haven't yeah. brushed you off. I will That's play fine. with you. I will. Ha- We've got will- a new hunter now. We've got Bear Park. We I, don't need you. I will help you. I will carry you. I don't need your help. You, I will offer it free. You had the chance to retrain. You didn't. <laughs> You're dead to me. My Titan is going to punch you in the face. Good, good. We'll meet you in the Crucible. Absolutely. Um, but yes, that's me. What about you? Uh, well, uh, there's only one game that I'm really looking forward to, mm-hmm. uh, and that's Far Cry 4. Because uh. Uh, So somebody tweeted me um, last week saying, you're wrong, Far Cry 3 is rubbish. And I'm really sorry, but that is one of the most <laughs> idiotic statements I've ever heard in my entire life, because Far Cry 3 is, in my opinion, one of the masterpieces that came out on PS3 and and Xbox 360. And I haven't played that much of Far Cry 4, but in terms of the template of what it's promising is kind of what Far Cry Mm. did, and then some, I just, I don't want it to reinvent the wheel. I just want more of the same, 
I want to spend time in uh, Shangri-La and on, uh, you know, through the Himalayas and riding elephants and all that kinds of crap. And there was a new trailer that came out that focused on the elephants. And it was the first part of the trailer was very calm and beautiful. Obviously, you know, some of the Himalayan uh, environments look incredible. Mm. But then it just went nuts as these elephants were just kind of headbutting their way through yeah. kind of towns and stuff like that. And you can fly helicopters. It's, it's literally got everything I like about games in one game. So helicopters and elephants. I thought, yes. I thought um, the kind of, uh, well, the stuff that we've seen from Far Cry 4 so far looks amazing yeah and i really want to play it i'm looking forward to playing it i haven't played far cry far cry 3 should i play that before 4 well uh you don't have to i don't think there's going to be any story ties Mm. it's it's purely in terms of kind of game mechanics and structure okay so the thing i loved about far cry 3 is there was a story there which was important but as an open world much like gta there was just loads to do and it, it was as much about going around and hunting uh, liberating outposts mm. which would unlock new weapons so when you actually came back to the story I was properly hardcore I had all these cool weapons all these kind of additional things that I kind of built up over time uh, and that was as much fun as kind of going through and doing the story whereas yeah. um, you know I think too often with open world games there is no kind of um, point to the side stuff so that was my is. that was yeah, my issue with far, yeah. far cry 3 like i came back to it i came back to it at a really bad time like i'd basically done i'd gone from skyrim to assassin's creed 4 black flag on ps4 which is open world you know kind of exploring and then i'd gone from that to uh, infamous where you know you're meant to wander around and stuff so they were beautiful open world games then you go back to far cry 3 and it's a beautiful game but obviously it's not next gen beautiful no and then and it just kind of jarred and i kind of tapped myself out on it so i'm keep i'm I didn't really care for Far Cry 3. I was already burnt out on open world games. So I'm now keen to try Far Cry 4. I definitely think it's one of the best examples of an open world shooter. Mm. I think, yeah. Uh, that, that's three. And yeah. that's of its time. So two years ago almost. Um, and, you know, I think they did an amazing job of the kind of um, the bad guys. Like uh, Vaz was, you know, oh, yeah, properly mental. Um, the new guy, I forget what his name is. The statue that they're releasing looks hideous, but you know he looks interesting. They're interesting yeah. characters. Mm. They're not your kind of ordinary cookie cutter. Um, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's not just like oh, I'm a big bloke with big guns. You know, yeah. there's a lot of kind of uh, psychological stuff going on there, and they're, they're properly unhinged. And I like, I like mm. that. So, for me, Far Cry Four. Cool. What about you, Rich? Well, for me, um, there was one game I was really looking forward to, which was Batman, obviously, Mm -hmm. but that's been pushed back. Unlucky. Unlucky. So, I mean, realistically, over Christmas, I'll probably be playing GTA V Remastered, actually. So did you play it on... Yeah, I did play it, and I loved it. Um, Did you finish it? Yep, finished it, and I'm definitely going to play it again. Probably do more than I did on the PS3. My PS3 was chugging along with that as well. Because it's a bit... It's one of the older versions, so... Now with the PS4... I think it's just going to run really smoothly. It's going to look gorgeous. Going to enjoy playing it a lot more. And yeah, realistically, that's what I'm going to be playing. I think also uh, Unity. Yeah. Um, I got a chance to hear some of the art direction a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you mm-hmm. went to Paris, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. For, for Unity. And it just looks amazing. It's like very immersive and like mechanics are cool. So looking forward to playing that as well. Yeah. So... Um, uh what was the first game you mentioned? I've slightly had a mind. Uh, GTA 5. GTA 5. So I think the thing about GTA 5, for me, is the story mode is there and that's fine. But yeah. I, it might be the first time that I go into online because... Mm. So I was on holiday when online launched last yeah. year. 
and I kind of missed the initial buzz and by the time yeah. I got around to it there were so many other games coming out that I've never really gone in and experienced that but every time you know you see the updates coming through and there's all oh, these th- these missions and I'm assuming that heists will come around soon. I, yeah. I, again, I don't know. Mm. Surely they're going to launch heists around the same time You'd think as so. as um, the next gen version. That to me is like, do you know what? So. I'd like to get back into mm. it and, and experience that because the co-op stuff in GTA 4 was really, really good. Mm. I mean, um, there wasn't much of it, but what was there was was very interesting. Because I started online when it was when it was new, and there were yeah. you know connectivity issues, all of this, um, and also. The way it has, you like Rockstar let you kind of make jobs and make your own playlists and things, and they were very, very kind of skew with. Whereas now they're curated by Rockstar, and so yeah. they give you like approved and verified jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and at this stage, they have quite a robust playlist, so I think it is a good time to jump back in. So yeah. I'd be, I'd be keen to try it again because I was very put off the first time. Mm. But it also comes back to that whole thing of you know the console that's in my living room, and yeah, yeah so that's actually, what you're going to play, isn't it? I got to a point on GTA 5 that I hadn't finished the single player and and I thought right well I need to do it mm. so I finished it upstairs in the bedroom because that's where the console was and I haven't touched it since and I know that there are still single player missions going mm. on there because once you finish the end game there's, there's still stuff to do Yeah, um, but I, I definitely want to spend more time, time with that game and, and I think as you say it looks such an amazing world mm. it, it looked great in on, on PS3 and Xbox 360 it looks incredible on, on PS4 and yeah. Uh, Xbox One so yeah I mean I'm the same with the online stuff I started it I did two missions I think it mm, was right. but then I got annoyed because it wouldn't let me change the height of my character yeah. some kind of bug so I was just kind of like a, a small man just cruising around and something a problem you have in life right? yeah. uh, and you can't change well, your that's why life. I wanted to escape from that exactly but, uh, I, I feel your pain Rich I feel it <laughs> I feel it anyway uh, so those are the games that we are most excited about in 2014 do let us know what are your favourite games Luke what's the email address again IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com so speaking of feedback let's go to Reader FU and uh, I've got the first piece and it's from Nikki Dayton who says uh, I agreed with uh, statements about getting fed up with iPhones. Uh, they stopped anything in the way of innovation a long time ago, plus the small screens and the terrible, unupgradable memory made my decision to leave them. Uh, I'm enjoying the Z1 now. Well, so I would say, obviously, they have got small screens. Mm. And I tell you, the one thing that I hadn't really realized is how small the iPhone 5 feels after using the 6. Really? Like, because I've so I've got one of each. My mm. work phone is the five. My phone is the six. The 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 five feels like this tiny little ridiculous <laughs> yeah. phone now. Whereas you know a week ago it felt perfectly normal. Yeah. Um, what does the but hang on, thing but that's going so on? No innovation since the iPhone's been out. Hey, he for this a while is, these now, aren't my words. Who said that? Uh, I didn't hear this well, oh, so oh I no, it's the, the so sorry, it's Nick, Nick, Nick Dayton, Nick Aiton, Nick says this okay um but but, on paper the iphone isn't as advanced as some other phones that are out there on paper yeah on paper Mm. but i still think as a device it's fantastic yeah uh so i've had my iphone now for what is it i don't know five days or whatever it is Mm -hmm. Um, and it is great, although it is just a phone. It's mm. never. It's that's all I'm going to use it for. <laughs> I've, I've shot a few slow motion videos, and it's like, oh, that's amazing. Oh, right, I'll never yeah. use that again. But that's surely the same with every single thing. Yeah, there's like, a lot of gimmicks be. out there for everything. Um, you know, the, the predictive texting on it 
isn't what well, the iOS. So if you, if you got you can get it on your old phone, I don't think it's particularly good. Right. And maybe it learns over time. But right now, I am faster texting mm. than I am using the kind of what it's serving up as a suggestion. Have you got the swipe? keyboard yet is that no about, i haven't switched around? keyboards no okay. uh was talking about switching keyboards but i haven't got around to it yeah um but i just you know for me i plugged in my old one i backed it up plugged in the new one and within 10 minutes it was working like i hadn't switched phones but i had yeah. it and it was bigger my only concern is it is slightly bigger it doesn't fit in my pocket as easily as the other ones did and i'm worried about bending it mm. i guess that's the thing though isn't it when you've got Sorry, you're getting annoyed with me twiddling the pen. No, 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 I want to borrow your oh, pen okay. to write it. So um, I wasn't just trying to hold your hand. I guess that's the thing. Like, if you've had previous iPhones or Apple devices, you can just back up and sync, and then your yeah. new device will become your old device but be better. Yeah. But in situations where people are switching from, say, a, um, a, a Samsung Galaxy or, yeah. or a Z1 or whatever, they're not going to have that ease, are they? I mean, the transition is going to be a lot more complicated. Well, I, I, honestly, I don't know, because I've been iOS for as long as I can remember now. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure if, you, if you're going from one Android phone to the next, there must be a yeah, level of Yeah, I'm saying if they switch from... If you're going from, from one yeah. to the other. So, I, well, I know that... I think Samsung have an app, or they do something Samsung that... Samsung have now developed an app. Yeah, ...that makes the transition yeah. pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not just that. It's, you know, like, I've got a Mac, I've yeah. got an iPad. It just kind of works. Yeah. It may not be the best experience in the world ever, but, but the ecosystem and, and the thing is works. with Android now Android looks really cool and they, they've got the same kind of handoff thing yeah. that Apple have brought out and yeah they did it before but I mean it's just another option isn't it I mean if yeah. you've got those Android devices with PC that's yeah. going to work just as well as if you've got an iPhone and yeah. a Mac and something we always say is competition is good for consumers uh, and the one thing I will say is you know I've, I've looked at a lot of different handsets I still think that the iPhone is by far and away the nicest looking device out there and the sturdiest Build looking quality, thing. Yeah. Um, plus is apparently massive. I haven't actually seen a plus in the plus. I picked one up. I went to the Apple <laughs> shop yesterday. <laughs> I went to the Apple shop after work yesterday and I uh, and I picked one up yeah. and it did feel a little bit too big. Yeah. Mm. But then again, yeah, see, the, the Galaxy Note, like Bex has got, a, I yeah. think, a Note. And every time I see because she's quite <laughs> She's tiny, yeah. She's got this massive thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Hello! <laughs> One of my friends lost his, he, and he had like a tablet of some sort, and he was like, you can't see the side of his face when yeah. he uses it. But then like at the same time... Um, <laughs> he was like, you know, I'll bring you back, I've just got to go somewhere private. And, like, <laughs> at the same time, she uses that as what would be like the iP our, her iPad mini or yeah. something like yeah. that. So. Well, that's, yeah, Krupa did say that he, he'll probably end up using his iPhone more for watching stuff. But I still, oh. I, you know, I've got the balance. I think, you know, the iPhone 6 with the mini... Mm is a good balance yeah mm. I'd agree the the air is again same thing just a touch too big for me yeah um, I found that as soon as I got the iPad mini I was like this is the right size yeah. for an iPad like I was, this morning I was on the train I was watching uh, Hannibal on the way in and it fits perfectly uh, mm. if I rest it on my bag did you end up starting Hannibal I did is it too gruesome uh, well, we'll talk about it later yeah, on. Yeah, no, we should chat about this. Did yeah. you get your Mini yet? You were going to get an iPad no, Mini. No, because I was told to wait in case they announced another one. They will. Yeah, so oh. I'm waiting to see if they announce one for Christmas. Okay. Well, rumour is that they're not going to announce one with the new iPad, which is in October. Brother so. truckers. Well, I'm going to wait and Maybe see. Maybe January. I'll clearly, I'll clearly get one for Christmas and I'll announce one in January. That's the way these things go for me. It's always the way. Mm. So that's the first piece of feedback. Um, yes. Daryl has written in. He said, you mentioned the possible return of Matt Damon in the Bourne series. What about the return of Tom Cruise in the next Jack Reacher film? I enjoyed the first, but how long can Cruise pull these kind of roles off? 
Well, yeah. it's relevant for you. He's so about 86 now, isn't he? he Tom is. Cruise. Tom Cruise. He's Scientology's in, very good for yeah. that. He's in his yeah. 50s. Yeah, um, is, and yeah. so you've just seen The Edge of Tomorrow which I thought you were about to say you're that. in your 50s and as you're well. in your 50s at which point well. you would have got a kick in the nuts <laughs> yeah. so, yes. um, well everyone thinks I'm 35 so you can chill out not everyone just the people who matter yeah um, most people in the world think you're older than me and I'm happy with that good good so Alex has seen The Edge of Tomorrow have you seen The Edge of Tomorrow I have seen The Edge of Tomorrow what are your thoughts on The Edge of Tomorrow because that is his most recent Action-y thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I went in with it thinking this is going to be awful, and I came out really enjoying it. I, I right. just want to see it, yeah. but I like Emily Blunt. So yeah, it's a cool um, concept. You, I like his kind of frustration throughout the whole film. Yeah, and you know, some of the action's really, really good in it. Yeah, um, it, it, I would say it's a solid seven or eight out of ten. So Oblivion, I think, is probably the last one that I saw oh. with him in. Yeah, like that. I really liked Oblivion. Did you? Yeah. See, I like I sci-fi a lot aesthetically and I it yeah. was a beautiful looking mm. film it did look good the yeah. plot didn't make sense but I thought it was very yeah, good I didn't watch. really give a shit about that I was, just, <laughs> I was quite happily looking at that little bubble helicopter thing <laughs> and it the seafood amazing. pool I did like the seafood well the seafood pool scared the shit out of me I would never swim yeah. in that but yeah no. Um, yeah, yeah. The story wasn't amazing, but I think I went into that film thinking this is going to be terrible, and I, it was actually quite palatable. Well, mm. I'm quite interested. So obviously, he's on about people aging and stuff. Mm. Harrison Ford, you know, is in Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah, that I think may be a bridge too far. It is funny when you see, see the cast pictures. Like if you just search for Episode Seven cast, and Google brings in the latest kind of updated pictures, and you have got Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and it's like. Mm. Oh my god! <laughs> Time has been. Yeah, and that's the issue with X Men as well, isn't it? I guess kind of like with Hugh well, Jackman yeah. aging and something you actually discuss on this week's superhero show. Yeah, and mm. he's still a young buck though, Jackman. Is yeah, it? but if he's not meant to age, no. he's clearly aging. They've yeah, done quite of course, a good yeah. job at holding it off. But um, yeah, I mean, do you think uh, he's Tom played Cruise... that role a lot? Jackman has. He needs something new. Yeah, I'm kind of but, also oh, Wolverine is not my most exciting. He's hooked X-Men. now, isn't he? As in Captain? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. New Peter Pan film. That's why he shaved his head. Again, these, these, this is worse than I have not heard okay. before. So, what was the original question? I've forgotten yeah, after all that. Um, How much longer do we think Cruise can keep being actually? I well, think that no, boy's... also, uh, what about the return of Tom Cruise in the next Jack Reacher film? So, so have you seen I, Jack Reacher? I didn't see the original Jack Reacher. I think Jack it did Reacher. that well, no. did it? It didn't do very well. It wasn't a very good film, to be honest. No. It was just quite no. kind of a standard Because I remember film. quite a lot of people being disappointed. Well, and because Tom Cruise is in those roles all the time, so can't, you can't really distinguish between... No, that's films. kind of my but thing. I, Tom Cruise is always Tom Cruise. Yeah, but at the I, same time, I never time, think he's oh he's this character now. It's it's Tom Cruise again. At like, the same time, you know, I think he delivers. He's consistent. He's very watchable. He never gives a groundbreaking performance, but he always gives a performance that you'll quite happily sit there and enjoy. Yeah, and I think that's the same across all of his. I he can do it as long as his body holds out then. Yeah. yeah. He's clearly been dying his hair for years. Uh, and also, what about um, him switching the role of Ethan Hawke over to somebody else in Mission Impossible? I think Mission Impossible absolutely needs to needs a reboot. Um, I, I don't remember much about the last one apart from climbing up that big building in Dubai. Mm. That was a good scene. It was a good scene, but overall the film was completely forgettable. Uh, yeah. Mission Impossible 2 was fantastic. That was a long time ago. Which now. is the one where there's a lot of the face stuff going on? That was... Too, well, that's it? all of them, is it? The remember. face stuff. Well, he's like yeah, Mission Impossible. Yeah, but you pull off the masks. Oh. That's pretty much every Mission Impossible. Um, so it, yeah, was no, in, it was I, in the first one. Pretty sure it was in the second so one. I basically hadn't seen any of them, and me and my friends from uni used to do this night called Fellowship of the Trilogy, which we started watching the Lord of the Rings films. And yeah, we watched all of them in one night, so they're just one long 
I thought you were thing. talking about Magnolia. So one of the best, get it. Mm. one of the best trilogies, Born trilogy. Going back to that, that is a good trilogy. Yeah. Like I'm glad that he's back. Yeah. Cool. We on to the next one. Yes. So James Hunter says, after recently acquiring Amazon Prime for a year, I've been wondering which shows are available on there or anywhere would be good to watch. The only show I've done so far is Hustle, which I would recommend to anyone as I managed to sit through all eight series in about a month. Love Hustle. Type of show is anything to do with superheroes like Arrow or clever cop shows like Perception elementary or unforgettable and then he also says um, no idea this has been mentioned before but after recently playing Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD in preparation for his YouTube channel I noticed a real Prince Komali K-O-M-A-L-I which I haven't looked looked up yet right. but exciting cool. there we go so thanks Nintendo I will nice. hope my check is um, I don't have Amazon Prime, Prime actually I'm, I'm just no. on Netflix but yeah. there's Netflix a and um, Sky On Demand yeah right. There's a sci-fi show with Halle Berry, which looked interesting. I haven't seen any of it yet. I think mm. that's on Amazon Prime. Mm. And that's where she's an uh, astronaut up in space, and she becomes pregnant, and it's kind of like how and why or whatever. Yeah. So some kind of sci-fi thing. Um, I think I can't remember what it's called, but that looks good. So, yeah. I mean, it's really about binge-watching, right? I mean, I there's quite a lot of shows that I used to catch glimpses of when I was a kid, and then like when I was at university, I binge-watched them all. So... Farscape, I'm not sure if that's on Amazon Prime, but Farscape I would really recommend. Very much like that. Um, House as well. I binge-watched House. Mm. House. Um, I don't think I've seen... A lot of people, like a few of my friends really rate House. Yeah, the great thing about House is that the episodes work as standalone, but the reward for watching them kind of in sequence is so great. Um, Gone on about Buffy a million and one times, but Buffy is on Netflix, so Buffy. Arrested Development's very good as well. That's not on Prime, though. No, but that is on Netflix. uh, Netflix. Um, House of Cards, which is also Netflix... Yeah, um, but he's not asking about Netflix. But thanks. Well, he said he said or anywhere, so I kind of assumed he also meant Netflix as well. And Breaking Bad's very good. Well, I haven't seen Breaking Bad, but, I, but I, good. I completely agree with him on. A, but I have seen Breaking Bad. Well, you've not so seen I can, Breaking Bad. So no, I, can I, say I was going to watch it. Good. It was going to be my thing. Like I was going to do it, and then I, when I was collating feedback, someone wrote in and was like, "What do you think about the end of Breaking Bad when this happens?" And so I know how it ends. So I was like, "Really? Well, bugger that!" No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You should absolutely go and watch it. Definitely. So uh, after last week's podcast, Creep was talking about uh, Hannibal. So I started yes. watching that, uh, and I'm about three and a half, four episodes in. And it's really, really good. Mm. Um, it's the way it's kind of it, so it's quite gruesome, mm-hmm. but you don't see that much. It's just I would say again, it it more kind of screws with your mind than kind of goes all out all out it's there. Kind of more psychological. Uh, yeah, and obviously you're still kind of figuring out what's the relationship between Hannibal Lecter and the FBI agent mm-hmm. because it's all about those two right now and mm. I'm not going to say anything more for people wanting to go and see it. But, you know, for for me, it's more about the kind of tone of the piece and Creeper said it was like, you know, cinematically beautiful and it is. But also the, the music and the, the tone mm. that that sets is incredible because there's always some kind of like uh, sound that's kind of putting you on edge mm. when Lecter's on screen or doing this, that and the other and it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of a weird thing to watch first thing in the morning on the train, but it's it's really really good. <laughs> I watched I think up to about maybe seven or eight episodes of that, and right. I, I stopped because I'd caught up with it, and then I just kind of forgot about it. Right. So I need to go back and watch it. But the main reason I want to go back is because Cooper keeps going on about the end of season two. He, he really and he's does. Yeah. So passionate about it that I just I have to go and watch it. So has it just finished season two? Is that where it's up uh, to? I think that I think that's where it's up to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So, because it's slightly, oh, I mean, it's slightly different, but um, Dexter is one that I always hear people rave about until, I don't know, a certain point. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. heard the last, like, second half of the last season was awful and the ending's very disappointing. And I don't know, is I think that's on Netflix, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, Dexter's on Netflix. Yeah, so I don't so know if all of it is. But another but thing that Creeper says is Lost, which mm. obviously is yeah. it 10th anniversary this year. Yeah, which is insane. Um, but, I, you know, I didn't get past season one of that. Yeah. Um, I'm still not sure I can stomach seven seasons. It's too many. Yeah. I'm I'm very impatient in terms of waiting for the big payoff, and that seems mm. to be lost. I started. Bang. Well, I started rewatching well, the the new season of Twenty Four, and I got like two or three episodes into that, and it just wasn't clicking for me. So. Mm. I never watched show. that. Yeah. So thank you very much, James. Uh, Kyle Barrett writes in saying, "I consider myself a big film fan, but I've only ever seen films at my local cinema, which is a relatively small screen. But for my birthday, I'm planning on travelling to London to see Interstellar at the BFI oh, IMAX. Oh yes. Is it worth it? Yes. Of course it yeah. will be. I was going to say, if there's one film you want to see in IMAX, it's got to be Interstellar. Mm. Yeah." Um, again, we've seen only the same as what everybody else has seen in terms of trailers. But Chris Nolan, big IMAX fan, yep. always makes like the the Dark Knight in in IMAX was uh, astonishing. Right? Sorry, Dark Knight Rises. I didn't see Dark Knight. Right, Dark but, Knight but, was was a few scenes shot in IMAX, wasn't like it? The one where she's falling off the roof, isn't it? Like in, uh, the chase through the city as well. Yeah. yeah, but but the Rises stuff where yeah. he comes out of retirement and it's you know the the bat pod is screaming along and chased by all those uh, cop cars. Hmm. That was just like. Proper goosebumps. Yeah, I, kn- I didn't get amazing. to see it in IMAX. Did you not? No. Incredible. Um, the other question he says, should I get more expensive seats? Now, uh, I don't know about IMAX because I don't know how it kind of works in terms of pricing. The one thing, if you're going to the IMAX in Waterloo, it's one of the few cinemas where I think sit right near the back in the middle. Yeah. Mm. Because if you're down the front, you literally have to look at all different corners of the screen to try yeah. and take it all in. So I was, I was, I had a BFI membership and so I got, so I used to go to the IMAX a lot. Yeah. Um, the one in Waterloo is, it's good, but what you want to do is just make sure, um, as you say, close to the back, but, don't worry too much. It's really, really steeply raked. It's so you're really not, steep. Yeah, yeah. Like, in a sense yeah. that you'll get vertigo looking forward. Yeah. So don't so don't worry about people's head in front of you. But as you say, close to the back and the middle yeah. as you can, just because yeah. you, once you get into angles, the 3D starts getting a bit weird. Yeah. But, um, the, yeah. Um, the new one in Leicester Square, I noticed that the seats are very, very close together. And I'm quite tall. So my, my, I struggle kind of like on planes oh, and on, yeah, on yeah, trains. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I found that really tough. Luckily, there was no one sitting in front of me because my knees were literally in between the two seats in front of me. Right. So if I say, if you are going to go to IMAX, if you're going to come to, come to London, definitely yeah. go to the Waterloo one. So the last two films that I went to the cinema, which weren't at the IMAX, they were just at my local cinema, which is an Odeon. Mm-hmm. I paid for the upgrade and I would absolutely recommend that. It was a, really? a pound 50 more or something. Yeah. But it just gave me that bit of extra room. Yeah. Little things like the seat doesn't pop up. So right. I quite like that. It's just, oh, it's all there. Arm room, leg room, same as you. Yeah. you know, I'm not, you know, massively tall, but yeah. I'm tall enough to want to be able to stretch my legs out. So, I'm tiny and I like the extra leg room. It makes yeah. me feel like a king. <laughs> so I suppose it's just a prince. I saw, well, exactly. Yeah, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy there and then I saw Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Well worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> you saw Mr. Peabody and Sherman in IMAX? Uh, not at IMAX. I was say. <laughs> <laughs> it was because uh, it was the summer holidays. I yeah. went there with my daughter. Okay. It was only three quid. Really? Uh, it was only three quid a ticket. For um, you as well? Yep. Yeah. And so I upgraded to premium seats and they didn't charge me for it. So it's premium seats, three quid. <laughs> Living the dream. What a exciting. bargain. 
Um, cool. Got another email from Daryl Sharp. He says, just noticed that some of the exclusive GTA content is linked to a current gen account of GTA. Now, I did have the game on PS3, but I have gone over to Xbox One. Do you think my Rockstar social account will unlock the content rather than my Xbox Live account or old PSN account? I have looked this up extensively. What and is I, the answer? I can confirm that, yeah, it will. And so if you want to go from PS3 to Xbox One, PS4 or PC, it'll all transfer. So And, and cool. that works So it's a, a social... Yeah, so whether you account. have the PS3 or the Xbox 360 version, right. you can transfer it to PS4, Xbox One, or you PC. You stop waving your arms around so much, you're hitting the it's microphone, really you're hitting Rich's notes. But yeah, you can transfer it all ways, but just make sure that um, it's only your GTA Online stuff, your single-player stuff will not carry over. Okay. Cool. It's on to that one. And the last bit of feedback I think that we have is from Michael Bristow. So he says, um, when you think back about being really excited for a game to come out, which game comes to mind? So he's going to, he's given two examples to give you guys time to think. Uh, for me, it was probably Metal Gear Solid 2. He said he was ultimately disappointed. He didn't like the lack of freedom and the constant cutscenes. And then Devil May Cry. He pre-ordered it for early December, then decided to keep it wrapped up as a Christmas present to himself in case Santa was just going to get him socks <laughs> and joke books. And it was a very good game. Um, so, Well, pretty much all the Metal Gears, to yeah. be honest. From Metal Gear uh, 2 onwards, because Metal Gear, the Metal Gear 2 trailer, I can't remember what E3 it was, but it was. I still think it's one of the best trailers ever made. Mm. A combination of the music by Harry Gregson-Williams and... Uh, the, the way it was uh, directed was just incredible. I'd never seen anything like it before. Uh, so that, and then obviously Snake Eater and Metal Gear 4, you know, whether you like the games or not, there was, the anticipation around it was huge. But I think GTA 5 is probably, you know, one of my most excited. I was literally, mm. I could not wait I remember that. to get a copy <laughs> of the game yeah. and sit down and start playing it and not race through it, yeah. which often we have to do because mm. it's our jobs, but to, to sit, just sit back and enjoy it. So, you know, in recent times, GTA 5, but I tell you what, Phantom Pain. Oh my mm. god, I cannot wait for Phantom Pain. Even the latest stuff from TGS, and there was that the, the extended trailer with Quiet. But then the other thing where you get a little puppy dog, yeah, and you rescue in the jungle, and then it becomes your doggy, and it's got an eye patch. Oh my god! <laughs> Alex, to get this, this is a serious. Amazing, stuff. amazing. Um, I don't know. Final Fantasy games I've always been keen about. Final Fantasy 15, I was, but God knows when that's happening. So. Uh, also, I was, it makes no sense. I was really excited. No, I was really excited for... Because I like the franchise. I know so, you do. I know. Um, for, uh, Destiny, I was really excited for. But yeah. I think probably the game that really, really sticks out because it was so heartbreaking is when I was about 10, I really liked uh, Black and White, which was you know, right. a Peter Molyneux game. Yeah, 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 yeah. on PC. Um, and the expansion pack, Creature Isle, was coming out. And um, I'd had it pre-ordered and it was meant to come out in September. Um, this was in the days of, you know, the old days of the internet and stuff. So there wasn't that much information out there. Um, so it was meant to come out in September. I was going to get it for my birthday. We went down to the store, to the electronics boutique. Um, in I remember near- EB. Yeah. yeah. In our nearby town that was about half an hour away. That was our closest EB. Went there, got there. I was like, yeah, have you got my pre-order copy? And they were like, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's been delayed till March. And so it was no. a six-month delay. And when you're a 10-year-old and you're getting it for your birthday, and I was just absolutely heartbroken. Was um, it worth the wait? In the end, yeah. Like I thought, I thought it was fantastic, and it remains like a really like a special game for me. Um, but yeah, that was a game that I was just like th- those six months were possibly yeah, yeah. the slowest six months of my life. The thing so, is, yeah. that takes me back because so when I first started getting into games, mm. obviously it was quite a long time ago. Yeah. Like the adverts that you'd get on the back of magazines would be, I can't remember what they called. They were called special. There was a one particular mail order company, Special Reserve, I think, right. and. 
the advert would basically be a list of games on the back and it would just be like oh my god what am i gonna get <laughs> yeah. what am i gonna get but it would there would be nothing in there you know they, this game might not be out for two two years and it's like <laughs> order here and i'd send off my check for 10 pounds or whatever it would be because it was all checks in those days <laughs> yeah. uh what is check what is check <laughs> but it's yeah google it you twat <laughs> but it, those days of you know I, because i don't even remember it being games coming out on a Friday or this, that and the mm -hmm. other. It was just, it was completely different. And obviously, you know, the divide between when games came out in Japan and the US and the UK was completely different as well. So it was just, you know, you get them when you get them. Um, but it, like looking all the way back then, so one Christmas I, I got Operation Wolf, which was an arcade game, and then Falcon, which was a flight sim. Oh man, I pissed my Players pants over those games. <laughs> Amazing. What did you say? Players are bad. Yes, you play as a bird. It's like Kez. Kez the simulator. Like Kez the game. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, for me, it was probably Tony Hawk's Underground, yeah. I have to say. One of my favourite games ever. Uh, again, Thug. It was, yeah, exactly. It was around the time of my birthday, so you know, I knew I was going to get it for my birthday. Yeah. And it was the first time you could play it online. My friend bought it when we finally sat down and played it. It was just amazing. Joined clans, glitching clans. Mm. It was one of the top... Yes, that's right. And I stunned silence in the room. <laughs> You're one of the top what glitching clans? Yeah, one of the top uh, one of the top glitches in the glitching clan, which was also one of the What's top. What's that? We just used to go around levels and try, try to screw and, up the game. Yeah, get right. well, not screw up the game, just get behind closed doors, kind of thing. Right. Okay. It's fun. Can I just say the fact that you called it Thug as well remind me of the time when I kept reading about Twine in this in magazines. I was like, "What's Twine? What the hell is this game, Twine?" Yeah. So the world is not enough. I know that. Um, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, that's the crap one." I thought that was supposed to be a good one. I thought it was great. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm pretty sure Madonna sings the theme song, so... Oh, hang on. I oh, know that's Die Another Day. Oh, yeah, that's... I was going to say. I What's the anymore. Square RPG that's got a name that's similar to that? The World Ends With You. Yeah. That's going to be good. Yeah. I think I'm getting confused. The World <laughs> Ends With You is good. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Twine's very good. Anyway, so uh, let's talk about the game that this week. First up, Luke, tell us all about FIFA 15. It involves people... Kicking a ball? Sport ball. Sport ball. Added time multi-ball. There you go. Yeah. Is that it? Is that what you've got? I'm pretty much... I've been writing something about Ultimate Team. Is that a thing? Look, let me talk about it instead, because <laughs> otherwise it's painful. So Krupa and I have been playing the game. For once, Krupa didn't actually write the review this year. We gave it to one of our freelancers, uh, Chris Because <laughs> he's to jump off the roof. It is hard reviewing a FIFA game year in, year out for eternity. Um, so... It's, so we're it's a good game, game yeah. but it's got to a point where, uh, so the new things are obviously goalkeepers are a lot more kind of dynamic. Uh, the presentation is, as you would expect, immaculate. It looks incredible. Mm. Um, uh, and it's still a lot of fun, but if you got the last one, it's a bit like, mm. really? Mm. So, um, you know, it swings in favour of attacking rather than defending. So it depends, you know, whether that's your thing. I don't know. I, I must admit, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. But I'm a very casual FIFA player. More so than 14 or? Uh, yes, but that's mainly because I was playing against Krupa, who is better than me. So I go into every single game not really knowing what I'm doing. He obviously brings... Uh, well, he, brings his, he, was, he was trying to play it like FIFA 14. Right. And so it took him a while to adapt. Okay. And so by the time we got to the sixth game, he started to get good. And I was like, I'm not on board of this now. Yeah. <laughs> Move on to the next thing. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I like it. 
Uh, also out this week is The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Now, we don't have a review of that up on the yeah. site. Uh, but Marty did see it at Gamescom and said it looked exceptional. And mm. I know we've spoken a lot about Hannibal, um, but it, it really reminded me of that because the FBI agent in Hannibal has this ability where he kind of has a connection with the killer or the victim and kind of goes back through the steps of what happened at the murder scene. And from what I've seen of Ethan Carter, that's kind of what happens there. Yeah. Um, and I, it just looked gorgeous as well. So, it looks absolutely... So it's a kind of an open-world detective game. Yeah. That, and it's like beautiful, leafy lakes. <clears throat> um, stunning. So Ethan Carter's gone missing and you're trying yes. to find him. Yes, yes. Um, and you're uh, kind of a detective who has a relationship with the um, with the paranormal, like you kind of yeah. understand it. it but looks, it looks it looks beautiful, but at the same time, it's very kind of like macabre in its kind of tone and setting, and yeah. you know the dialogue and the way it kind of rolls out. And I like the know, writing, say, like the clues, like it's very kind of it's you yeah. know it's like it's drawn in chalk or something. It's very. Um, it seems but, like it's going to make you feel very clever as well when yeah. you do kind of work it out. And yeah, because like. Like normally, what happens in a uh, it, it felt a little bit like some of the old point and clicks or like mist mm. or something like that. Yeah. Like you inspect something and it came up with rather than like giving you the answer, it gave you more questions to kind of mm. consider yeah. about. And I quite I kind of like that. So I'm very intrigued. We watched the um, the game designer commentary, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Before, before we came on here, and the um, the the voiceover of the the main guy in the game really sounds like Joel from Last of Us. I don't know if it's the same guy. Troy Baker. I'll, yeah, I'd be interested to know. He's he? in every game ever, yeah. so he might, might be. be. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like he is contractually, he has to have right of refusal on every game that's ever made. That's wow. not true. That is not true. <laughs> uh, so that's it for games. In terms of movies, uh, kind of the one biggie this week is the Equalizer, and it is based on the TV show from the 1980s with featuring Edward Woodward. Do you remember that? Nope. Oh, you idiots! Born in 1989. <laughs> pick the wrong. Pick don't. the wrong people. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, to be there. <laughs> so uh, Denzel Washington plays, uh, I think his name is Robert McCall, like a, a kind of ex-commando guy, mm. uh, and he helps out people in need. Therefore, he is the equaliser. Right. What does he equalise? Well, so if you've got, I don't, I'm trying to, th- <laughs> this, this is not the film, by the way. So Chloe, Chloe Moretz is the victim in need of help in, in the film, yeah. and basically... I'm completely paraphrasing this. She's up against some bad guys. He comes in. He equalizes the odds. Right. That's the theme tune from the TV show. <laughs> I want to watch this show. This Go sounds amazing. Go- it's honestly the, the original. Is, was so it good? It was really good. Um, not just because it had a guy called Edward Woodward, which is an amazing. <laughs> I don't know name. why I've heard that from. There's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a, a joke involving Edward Woodward. Yeah, it's like what do you call Edward Woodward with no D's. Ewan, Ewan, Ewan. Ewan. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, Ewan, yeah. Yeah. that suddenly makes so much more sense now because yeah. you made that joke all the time. Ewan, Ewan. Ewan. It's quite nice to say. Yeah. Oh, Ewan, so Ewan. Um, the origins of that after years of hearing it. It's not my joke, by the way. I didn't pen that joke. Oh. I'm not doing a Chris Tillian claiming that I, you brought back I bands. birthed a piece of cu- popular culture. <laughs> I just kind of like the sound of Ewan, Ewan. Simple as that. So. Cool. Uh, so uh, I would watch... Equalizer, and I'd play both those games. Quite frankly, cool. Yeah. Both yeah. It's a good Very week. Good. Yeah, um, that's it. I think for this week's uh, podcast. Uh, so. Again, once once again, a shout out to Babs. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> otherwise, uh, otherwise it's Babs from my local chip shop. She's lovely. But Babs sounds like <laughs> Babs sounds like Barbara. So I'm. I know that, but as I say, I was Could a bit. Be his nickname. Uh, I was I was kind of taken aback. So apologies if I didn't kind of... Um, amazing. <laughs> apologies if I didn't listen correctly. I'm also really bad at getting people's names right. 
I'm really bad. I focus so much on making a good first impression that I don't actually listen. <laughs> and that is a fact. So thank you uh, to everyone that listens. If you bump into me in the street, tweet me with your name and I'll get it right next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me, fellas. And uh, we'll be back this time next week. Until then, bye-bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.